five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to the New World Podcast, Lore Seekers to Aeternum, a show dedicated to Amazon Game Studios MMO, bringing you both an original story of a traveler and his creation of a company in Aeternum. Join us on this journey of suspense, intrigue, and mystery, seeking lore, life, and the pursuit of all who threaten it. Welcome to Eternal. The chill of the water lapping against my cheek isn't what stirred me awake. It was the saltiness of the water in my mouth. As comical as it may seem, I'd never really liked the taste of oversalted foods, so you could say it was my taste buds that saved me from a shallow water drowning on that beach. I must have taken an impactful blow to the head when our ship broke apart. It took me a few moments to get my bearings once I got to my feet, but honestly, I had no reference point to this strange place. So what did bearings really matter anyway? We had certainly reached the island. That much was clear. Or at least I had. The shore was scattered with bodies. I saw no one else alive. The next few days of my existence were undoubtedly the strangest and most terrifying of my life. I'd been forcefully introduced to some of the most unexplainable phenomena I could have ever imagined. Strange creatures, floating structures in the sky, unusual statues. I fear this place is evil, cursed, people with a strange red glow, in battle dress from times past. They lurk here. They're everywhere. Perhaps I should say former people. It's as if the life has been sucked out of their bodies, leaving a withered husk of a person. But they're fierce. If they catch a mere glimpse of me, they attack with murderous intent. I've narrowly escaped with my life on several occasions, likely due to my ability to remain unseen. I suppose my intelligence work for London's underground crime world was no longer a part of my life to regret. Perhaps it prepared me for this, whatever this may turn out to be. I should have never been on that damn ship in the first place. But who am I to question God's plans? I move from location to location in this place. I gather what I can to survive. This place, there's some matter of magical force here. I can't even believe I'm saying those words. It's not natural, but it's real. I can feel it in my chest, in my very bones. It's in everything. My brushes with death. There have been many in the last few days. It's been difficult to say the least. Until I found this stick next to a locked chest, full of rations and scattered notes from other people trying to survive this place. This stick. It was crafted by someone talented woodworking, that's for sure. It was as tall as I, and it glows with an iridescent blue. It's nothing like I'd ever seen in my life. 
I was hesitant to even pick it up, but it was drawn to me and I to it. Something unexplainable. As I grasped it in my hands and held it in front of me to examine, it thrummed with a power so intense it resonated through my chest. That was a moment of true realization. I knew there was something supernatural about this place. I watched as wounds upon my person from the many skirmishes over the past several days healed. The pounding headache I hadn't been able to shake, it was gone in an instant. My hand, numb from its restorative energy, my body trembling in fright, I was overwhelmed with a feeling of rejuvenation as the power subsided. I felt free. I felt alive. Witnessing this miracle, I knew this valuable survival tool would remain at my side. But it wasn't until several days later that I would learn of its true potential. The forest was peaceful as I foraged for nuts and berries. A peace you might imagine is quiet, but the forest here is quite the opposite. The sounds of the wind penetrating the canopy of trees, the bugle of the elk, the call of many different bird species. It's loud, yet mesmerizing and beautiful. I could explore for hours, foraging and hunting for my very survival, new discoveries made each day. But today, the tranquil sounds of nature were invaded by something different. The thunderous sounds of a great grizzly bear echoed through the trees. Breaking branches, thuds upon soft ground, and the grunts of combat could be heard just over the rise. I had experienced the pure fury of Eternum's massive bears for myself in the past days. By the grace of God, I was able to evade them. I did not want to meet this one face to face either. So I slipped into the canopy and moved quietly through the sea of trees to get a better look from the cover of the shadows. That's when I saw them. Two men, both formidable in size, in the throes of combat with a hulking, furious beast. Both men were bearded, heavily armored. One swung a great warhammer from behind the colossal foe, the other held a sword and shield and attacked from its front. Imposing growls preceded swipes from enormous claws, while echoed grunts could be heard from beneath the shield as each impact struck home. The two men worked in unison. One man would poke the bear with his short sword to keep his attention before bracing behind the shield, while the other swung the tremendous hammer, repeatedly striking the beast across its spine. The mighty blows were clearly turning the tide. The beast was wavering. Witnessing the melee, I darted from the safety of the tree line in hopes of lending the men a hand. The two men, laser focused on the battle at hand, did not notice my advance. As I approached, the beast lost its footing under the impacts of battle. Yet somehow, he managed one final swipe of his tree-trunk-sized, razor-sharp claw as he fell to the ground. The swipe caught the shielded man on his right side, knocking him to the ground with formidable force. 
the grizzly fell to the earth with a crash, still demanding to regain his footing. But a final swing of the hammer-wielding warrior fell upon the bear's skull with a bone-crunching crack. The bear ceased to be. Beards matted with dried blood, they were spattered all over their person. I witnessed the grimace in the injured man's face as he reached for his helm and then out in front of his face. It was wet with fresh blood. He was wounded and badly. Rolling on the ground with blood pouring from his helmet, I was certain I startled the grizzled warrior and his companion. He stirred and tightened his grip upon his sword, glaring at me as if I were the next threat. His bearded companion, still heaving from battle, readied his warhammer and lowered his gaze to me. I stopped in my tracks, not sure of the men's intentions. Fear gripped me, and I felt a strong urge to dart back into the forest and leave this wounded man to his fate with his mortal injuries. There was no way they would catch me being that heavily armored. But I hadn't seen another actual human since the ship had wrecked, at least alive. These men had just been through hell, and it was apparent by the looks upon their faces. What fear were they feeling? Did it match my own? Knowing the wounded man's time may be short as blood gushed from his helm, I let a smile appear across my face to assuage any doubt the men had about my intentions. In that moment, and without warning, the staff in my hand thrummed to life. The length of the staff blazed in a bright blue-green radiant light. My arm and the staff extended up and outward toward the warrior involuntarily. My entire body was fused with an energy I had never experienced, a power welling up inside my very being. In that moment, and to my surprise, I yelled. As if some sort of verbal command to the outstretched staff, something I had never heard nor spoken before in my life blurted out of my mouth. It was as if I spoke in tongues. When my voice finished the command, the greenish-blue power surrounding the staff and my body flashed through the air toward both of the warriors. Impacting the downed warrior with a gust of wind, the colorful energy created a ring surrounding him. The gust of the impact startled both of them, and the surprise on their faces matched my own. The mortally wounded warrior peered at the energy surrounding him, looking to his right, and then to his left, and then to his companion, and back at me. As the ring dissipated into the ground, the man stood, slowly, seemingly renewed from the energy. His eyes were wide. His attention diverted to the cranial wound under his helm, his hands reached toward his head as he removed his helmet and felt the injury. The blood was gone. The pain subsided. His spirit was renewed. He turned his attention to me and cocked his head to the side, peering deeply with thick, furrowed eyebrows. I looked up in disbelief at the staff in my still outstretched hand and I couldn't help but smirk a little. For just a moment, the three of us stood motionless, contemplating what had just occurred. 
as the men stared at me intently, as if I were some sort of otherworldly creature, I decided to break the awkward silence. Cassius Kilborn. Fancy a third? Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lore Seekers to Eternal, New World Podcast with your host, Lore Seeker Solace. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook on us over at Lore Seekers, visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers. And what an amazing, amazing story told by our very own Lore Seeker Cash. Both Lore Seeker Cash and Lore Seeker Champ have outdone themselves. There's not a lot of people that can narrate and tell the story that they do. I would say between the four of us, um, we've got some great storytellers. I'm super excited to see where the future of the RP story, of the company's story, the, the new world story goes with the lore seekers at the helm hopefully you're enjoying yourselves i'm hearing a lot of great feedback through all the social medias and through some direct messages so thank y'all uh, again i think this one's going to go down as probably one of the better ones both lore seekers champs episode and now obviously lore seeker cash's episode they absolutely killed it well done well done all right this episode is going to be a little on the different side I wanted, let's do this. I felt obligated to make this the, the main point of today's, um, today's episode because last week I think both my show uh, and the Lore Seekers live show that happened later in the week came down pretty hard on New World Amazon Game Studios and this idea about server transfers. Well, we knew that this week was going to be the server transfer week. Like that was on our radar. Um, I was actually tracking Tuesday and here it is Tuesday, October the 19th. Uh, and literally minutes ago, New World released their tweet and their forum update on the server transfer um, and their patch notes. So what I wanted to do was dedicate this entire episode um, to kind of hopefully being like one of the first to talk about this news drop. This is real time. Again, it dropped a couple of minutes ago. Um, but let's let's just go straight into it. So again, this was dropped on their Twitter. Um, it gave us a link to their New World website. It put us into their news category. And the title of this article is New World Update 1.0.3 Server Transfer details and again it is dated for october 19 2021 and just like we do all of our external articles and now we've done a few internal articles we're going to read a little bit um and when we break for a little bit of feedback or reaction i will of course denote that and make sure it's very clear that this is my opinion and not necessarily amazon game studios to the article new world update 1.0.3 will release at 10 p.m. Pacific time on October 19th. So by the time you're listening to this, it's already live. Please see below for the full server transfer rollout plan. Okay. And here's the meat of their article. Greetings, adventurers. With this update, we have laid the final groundwork for the server transfer feature 
We've also included a swath of bug fixes. Did I even say that right? Swath? Swath? It's the first time I've ever seen that word spelled out. Goodness. Back to the article. <laughs> Thanks to all those who helped us track down these issues through their reports on the official New Worlds forums. Before we dive into the details on exactly how the server transfer system works, our plan to roll it out to all regions and our list of bug fixes. We wanted to thank everyone who has supported New World in our first few weeks after launch. To show our appreciation for your patience, we are granting all players the Stoic, which is an in-game title. This title is meant to thank all those who, as the title description states, showed solid resolve in the face of epic wait times. <laughs> the title will be automatically granted to your character and can be equipped by navigating to the character menu, selecting the bio tab and selecting change in the title section of the screen. It may take up to a day for the stoic title to appear in the list of available titles. We've also added the waiting emote to the end game store for free as an additional thank you. In order to claim this emote, navigate to the in-game store and select the emotes tab where you'll find the waiting emote available for free. Emotes are account bound, so you'll only need to claim it once on your Steam account, even if you have two characters. All right, I'm just gonna react to this real quick. Um, a sense of humor. <laughs> I appreciate the sense of humor. We have talked about it for about two weeks now, and if you have braved the Reddit storm or the social media storm, you've been reading about it for several weeks now. Um, it's it's not been a positive conversation, or it hasn't been an uplifting one, to say the least. Um, I like I like to see developers acknowledge through humor that this is a dynamic, that this is a situation for gamers. Again, it acknowledges it while at the same time kind of trying to spin an uplifting kind of twist to it. So, hey, they're giving you free emotes. They're giving you uh, free titles. Again, <laughs> kind of like celebrating or at least acknowledging that we all kind of had to wait in these queues and had to wait for this solution. So um, I don't know. I, I appreciate that out of developers that usually bodes well for future content. Um, if you have an engaged development team, you're probably going to see it come through their work. So I'm, I'm happy with that. On this article right below where I just stopped reading, you can click on the image. Um, if you might hear background noise, it's because I'm playing it live on YouTube. So let's just let's just see how this this works out for us. But I'm gonna go ahead and hit play. Yeah, it's literally just the uh, the GIF of the waiting emote, um, and the character kind of rocks back on the back heel and taps their front heel or their front toe um, in, in a waiting gesture. Very cool. Very cool. All right, back to the article. Spotlight character server transfers. Here we go. Quote, while we want everyone to find their long-term home in a turnum as soon as possible, we also want to ensure that the process is safe and ready for everyone to use. We've been hard at work on the feature and testing it for the past two weeks, but because this feature is brand new, we've decided to take a safe incremental approach to rolling out transfers to all players. 
So that that might be kind of a huge point. Let's let's stop there and kind of just focus on that piece. It's not like they're going to like raise a flag and say, "Okay, ready, set, go," and then everybody and their brothers, sisters, family members, friends are going to be able to transfer at the same time. Uh, this this makes sense to me. Like, I don't believe this is unique to New World. I don't believe this is unprecedented. This this makes sense, right? If you're going to have a mass rollout of movement, you'd want to do it in stages or phases. So for me and kind of my gaming experience and every other experience I have outside of gaming, I'm not surprised, nor do I think there is a better solution, right? To do this in a phased operation. Okay, back to the article. When all worlds are back online from downtime, our plan is to monitor the framework we created without turning transfers on immediately. Once we have confirmed that the framework holds up to scale, we will turn on character server transfers in the Utopia world first in the AP Southeast region. We will closely monitor transfers in this world. And if anything out of the ordinary occurs, our team will need to make a manual intervention. If all goes well, we will turn it on for the rest of the AP Southeast region and continue monitoring. If after eight hours our team hasn't discovered any issues, we will fully deploy character server transfers to the other regions. Okay, I, again, my reaction to that, it makes absolute sense. You don't wanna cause thousands of problems when you can isolate and do it in one server. Now, I, I I apologize for the Utopia server in the AP Southeast region. If there's errors and bugs there, uh, tough luck. <laughs> but the rest of us, hopefully when it hits our servers, hopefully we will see, again, the fruits of this labor uh, come to fruition. Back to the article. Thank you to our AP Southeast players for helping us ensure this feature is ready for the worldwide rollout. And thank you to everyone for your understanding and patience. Please stay tuned to at play new world and our forums for the latest updates. Please review the video and frequently ask questions below so you can understand how the transfer process will work, the limitations and how it impacts your character. Each player will receive one free character transfer token before i get into the video i want to address that last sentence each player will receive one free character transfer token <sighs> okay so one free character transfer token versus two and here's where my thought process is if you're one of those players who, again, I'll use our own company's experience. If you're one of those players who jumped into El Dorado and created your character, right? And you were like, wow, 21,000 people in queue. You finally get in. Let's say you were early and you were able to get in and you heard that your friends were in a 21,000 queue. Maybe you played for a few hours. Maybe you got to level 10. By the way, this happened to me personally. <laughs> Maybe you did get to level 12 and had a character. Well, some people, when they had to make their decision to choose another server, they left that player in El Dorado and they created a second player somewhere else. So here is where 
here's where the trouble lies. So if you get one token, that second character that I created can't go back to the mega server. Right? Not just Eldorado, but that mega server that has several servers in it. I will not be able to transfer my newest character to that node or that mega server unless I delete my first character. So there, there's this dichotomy. Maybe some players have grown two characters. They have like a company character in one level or in one mega server, and then they have like a personal character that they started from the very beginning. And there's this like dynamic of juggling two characters, right? They're alts. Well, this doesn't necessarily solve the problem if I want to move my newest character back into the mega server that Eldorado was in. I hope I'm making sense here. I would have to move the first one out so that I can move the second one in. So only allowing us one free character transfer token means you've got to delete one potentially, if that's your situation. It means that you would have to delete your original character if you're transferring to that mega server. I personally would have loved to have seen two character transfer tokens but it is what it is right like i'm not a developer i'm not a community manager for amazon game studios this is not what i do it just would have felt more right but that's like my first reaction my first like i don't know opportunity or critique of this process up to this point okay all right again you might hear some background noise i'm gonna play this video this is the how to um i believe there's there's no words there's no music you're gonna hear clicking and some ambient noise i will walk you through what i'm seeing but again you can find this on the 1.0.3 article on newworld.com okay here we go all right uh i hit play okay so you're gonna go to your store you're gonna go down to world transfer then a new icon that says world transfer uh transfer single use now once you're there right um, on the far left it'll be allows you to transfer this character to another world that is within the current region you are allowed one free world transfer on your account once it's claimed it will no longer be available on other characters and then you choose to click purchase okay and once you click purchase it'll bring up that kind of world listing right world world set characters online friends estimated queue time that whole chart that you're familiar you know seeing um and it's gonna have the the worlds listed on the far left with the world sits uh, the world sets next and essentially what you're gonna do um since you're already on the character that you're going to be changing you're just gonna click on the world that you want to transfer to right and once you select that world let's go um there's an option on the bottom right that says select world you click on select world and then it'll be a confirm world transfer right in the example here it says transferring emily to new world one world set one and here's what i think is important to call out these are the listed requirements that you're going to see on your pop-up requirements number one you must be in a sanctuary so a settlement, outpost, a spirit shrine, or a watchtower before transferring. 
You cannot belong to a company before transferring. You cannot have active trading post buy and sell orders before transferring. But will not transfer. Your friends list will be erased and will not carry over. Okay, let's work backwards here. So what will not be transferred is your friends list. That kind of makes sense, sort of, right? Your friends list is probably pertaining to that world set or the world that you are in. Um, that doesn't necessarily blow my mind. What I would do though is obviously, hopefully you're part of a Discord community and hopefully that is kind of your base, your foundation that you can kind of stay connected to. Uh, but again, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to you know, forget about that friends list before you transfer over. To me, it's not that big of a deal. All right, still moving backwards to the requirements. You cannot have active trading post buy sell orders before transferring. Okay, so step one of three, make sure you go and you cancel or whatever verb I'm thinking of, but go and take out everything from your, your trading post buy and sell orders, right? You need to have that cleared. Number two, you cannot belong to a company before transferring. Not a big step, but it might it might kind of hurt a little bit when you're leaving your company. <laughs> but um, you know, hit G to open up your company menu and you know, leave company. Not that big of a deal. Uh, the third requirement: you've got to be in a sanctuary, right? So settlement outpost, spirit shrine, or watchtower. So just make sure you're there. So those three things you absolutely have to do before this is going to work. I already predict and see that this is going to be an issue. We're going to have people crying out on Reddit. All hell is going to break loose on the social medias because Amazon Game Studios has broken the experience. More than likely, one of those three things were not met. So I'm going to say it one more time. You got to be in a sanctuary. You cannot belong to a company and you cannot have active trading post buy sell orders. Okay. All right, you heard it here first, hopefully, or maybe you read this article first. Regardless, you heard it before. <laughs> Don't be that person. All right, pretty sure that's it. You just click on confirm transfer. Let's find out. Yep, confirm transfer, and then the video's over. Cool. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. And then your article ends with enjoy your new home in Eternal. Okay. Then we got some FAQs. And we're gonna go through these pretty quick. Um, then it gets into some like patch notes, which I'm gonna skim over real quick. Again, we're reading this real time, so bear with me. I usually do my homework and I read ahead. Um, not the case tonight. So, FAQ number one. How do I transfer my character? Here we go again. <laughs> number one, <laughs> you need to log into your character, which means waiting in any applicable queues. Dope. There will be a new tab in the in-game store to claim your character transfer token. Number three, you need to leave your company. Number four, you need to remove any active trading post sellers and buy orders. And number five, your character must be located in a sanctuary. I already covered all that. All right, what comes with me when I transfer? This is probably huge, right? You will keep all character progression. That's huge because one of the questions I had was do I lose my renown, like my Hamlet renown? If I was if I was uh, a level twenty renown in Everfall, does that reset if I go to another server? 
it kind of it would make sense if it did reset because that would suck if you had somebody maxed out on you know if you had a whole company maxed out on their uh renown then would they come over with that much influence right think about it if a hundred people let's let's say that they maxed out at 300 renown and everfall if all 100 go and transfer over they're going to continue having that 300 renown in a server that might not have had maxed out renown so that would have made sense to me but i'm very happy that you keep all progression because that would have like that's pitchforks people would have protested picket signs and everything right you put in all that work together you know renown and everything else levels weapon mastery titles um to to lose one of those yeah that'd be that would be a uh, be a good kick in the nether regions <laughs> all right uh number two you will keep your inventory and storage okay cool that makes sense you'll keep all your currency you will keep your houses and housing decorations and you will keep all quest progress okay that to me sounds all-encompassing you tell me respond to the twitter uh post announcing this uh this release or email us at loreseekerscast at gmail.com let us know if that's not encompassing but that feels like it's all encompassing all right what does not transfer with my character number one your company membership needs to be terminated before transferring and will not carry over number two Active trading posts, sell orders, and buy orders must be removed and will not carry over. And number three, your friends list is world-specific, and it will not transfer over. Okay, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Uh, FAQ number four? Two, four, yep. FAQ number four. Where can I move my character to? Answer. You can move your character to any world in your region except you cannot move your character to a full world you cannot move your character to a world in maintenance and you cannot move your character to a world set that you have an existing character in already so that last sentence i just read is what i referenced a couple minutes ago right you cannot move your character to a world set that you have an existing character in already A reaction to that first bullet point <laughs> you cannot move your character to a full world okay the question that i'm gonna ask is then does this really solve the problem right lore seekers are in na west to lalan to lapalan right we're in this region it is a full region or it's a full world okay it's a full world so if we have people waiting in El Dorado or in another world and they're waiting for this server transfer to happen, they still can't transfer to us. So our 94 out of 100 will continue to be 94 out of 100 until this region or this world is not full anymore. It's a problem. It's not a big problem. It's not a huge problem. It's any other synonym i can think of for massive it's not this game breaking thing but i don't think this is going to satisfy some of the protesters that are out there picket fencing um amazon game studios that that that's gonna be a big one you cannot move your character to a full world okay 
So we're not going to move 96 people or 94 people out of Talala and Talapalan, right? To probably run into the same issue. We're going to stand fast. But if we stand fast, here's the dichotomy. We remain 94 out of 100 unless we completely give up those six slots that we were holding, right, for those transfers. Ugh. All right, let's just move on before I cause more problems. <laughs> All right, the last question in the FAQ section. Will there be opportunities to transfer again if I choose the wrong world, the world my friends chose filled up, or I regret choosing the world I transferred to? I don't know why that question seems dark. I regret choosing the world. Uh, good Lord. All right, so the answer. <laughs> Transferring again will require an additional token. Our team will continue monitoring world populations, queue times, and will evaluate the need for an additional wave of server transfer tokens to be given out for free. After we are sure players have had plenty of time to find the right server for them, we will later make server transfer tokens available for purchase in the store. We will give notice ahead of time when tokens are changing to a paid service. Okay. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. I don't, I'm not really left with many more questions there. It sounds like this is like your one free token. So they do prompt you before you make your final decision. They do give you a second chance to back out. Just make sure it's a deliberate one. Make sure it's where you want to go and just commit. <laughs> this is it right you get your one shot all right so the rest of this article are bug fixes right there's there's a general list there's bug fixes um i it's not even that long so i might just go through it real quick feel free to fast forward the podcast if you don't necessarily want to hear this but i'm going to go through them real fast and then we'll wrap up this podcast at this time so here we go general fixes Implemented final pieces of the server transfer framework. Added improvements to the new world selection UI. Added clearer messaging when a player is kicked due to going AFK or violating the EAC. Added clearer messaging when stacked discounts are present, such as territory standing and faction discounts on property taxes. Implemented back-end changes to help our team investigate concerns around the client performance and more. Adjusted the respawn timer in Boatswain Ambrose and various other elite enemies throughout the world. In the depths, which is an expedition, players must now be in the same arena to damage Thorpe. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> in Aramis... Good lord. Uh, I have to go back and edit that. That is a, that is a uh, spoiler. Okay, an error message now appears when players attempt to buy their own items in the trading post. Okay, that's interesting. Reverted. Uh, ooh, this is good. Reverted a chest loot change from update 1.0.2 that was causing too many refining regents to roll from chests. Okay, super interesting. And probably the most important thing that you're going to hear all podcast long, they adjusted the volume on the Amazon Games splash screen. <laughs> I don't even think it was that big of a deal. I did like surprise me sometimes when it came on, like I had alt tabbed and was doing other things. 
and it would just blast my eardrums. Uh, I do think it was loud. Do I think it needed to be in this early of a patch? Probably not, but hey, thank you AGS for making our eardrums happier every time we start your game. <laughs> Moving on. Armor is limited to one skill perk per piece. Added general performance improvements for visual artifacts and graphic settings. Dies are now removed from items upon trade with a warning message present. And the last general fix, the time to declare war timer now visually pauses to make it clear when an invasion is imminent but not yet scheduled. Territory remains in conflict state after invasions and war can be declared. Okay, bug fixes, then we'll go to speculative fixes and Bug fixes, quickly. Fixed issues with the tier four and tier five Asla staffs. Go close, uh, go close those high level portals. <laughs> okay. Fixed an issue causing the abandoning event notification to persist. Fixed a housing UI issue. UI will now correctly show that property taxes are subject to the full price of the home and not impacted by the first time home buyer discount. Fixed issues with early game spawning. The watchtower respawn point is replaced by the settlement after it has been discovered. Players no longer incorrectly respawn at a watchtower after selecting to respawn at a settlement. Good lord. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Moving on. Fixed various localization issues throughout the game. Fixed an issue where not all items for town projects were consumed when completing the mission. Oh, that would have been nice. <laughs> get to keep uh, all 100 strength potions. That would have been nice. Resolved login errors that prevented players from accessing their character. Accessing their character. Excuse me. Fixed an issue that caused arena keys to not drop as intended. Fixed an issue that caused the runic bear armor to not be appropriately dyed during wars. Fixed a pet placement issue. Pets placed in an otherwise empty house now remain in a home after a player logs out, instead of returning the pet to the player's inventory. Yeah, that'd be annoying. Glad I didn't experience that. AP Southeast servers now display the correct time zone in game. <laughs> I, feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Fixed an issue with titles. Players' titles and achievements now appear as intended, and the achievement tab properly updates when a new achievement is earned. Fixed an issue that caused company invites to persist after decline or accept. And the last fix. Fixed an issue that caused Raja spawns to stack forever. One big cat at a time, please. Again, sense of humor. I didn't add that. That was them. One big cat at a time, please. <laughs> In the last section, speculative fixes. So let's just go through this real quick. It's three items. The fixes listed below are tentative fixes and mitigations. Our goal is to get these changes out and see if issues persist so we can continue to work on them and address in a future update if necessary. Number one, work to fix an issue where wars and invasions kicked off earlier than scheduled. Number two, worked to fix an issue where not all settlement stations upgrade as intended when town projects are completed. And last, Players should no longer become stuck when entering or exiting an instance. If a player reconnects and their character is dead, the respawn screen is open with respawn options available. 
players who are currently stuck need to contact customer support to have their character unstuck. Thank you for your support. We'll see you in a tournament. So it is our goal from a lore seeker's perspective to provide the facts and respond with, with any immediate reaction to what we see uh, is going on. None of us are experts. The four of us are grown adults who have other jobs um, and are focused on raising our families. We all have kids. Uh, we're all married. So we have other obligations. So when we see something like a video game address these opportunities, it's hard for us to see the negative. It's not that we're blind, and I'll start speaking for myself. It's not that I'm blind to issues or barriers or, or what is perceived as negligence. That is, that is not what I have been trying to do with this podcast, but more present the facts, present what is black and white straight from Amazon and not a fan page right straight from this forum or the newworld.com website and let you as the listener make your own determination whether or not Amazon Game Studios is doing enough right again my response is the same as my last show i think that the developers and the community team at Amazon Game Studios is doing their absolute best to balance the dichotomy of the gamer experience and the community that comes with it. I truly do feel that. There are server caps there for a reason. They're rolling out the server transfers the way they are starting today was their message. They're rolling it out deliberately to make sure that things aren't broken. I truly think they're doing all the right things. Are there still issues? If you need that answered, just go to Reddit. <laughs> Heck, go to their Twitter post and read the nonsense that just vomited after they posted that they were going to be addressing the server transfers. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of messages of, well, why didn't you just make me automatically level 120? Why can't you just play the game for me and, and pay to win? <laughs> Right, all these, how do you make this even more better for me as a gamer? Me, 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 me. And they, the majority of what I'm reading is not thinking about the bigger picture. Yes, there are opportunities, but we are talking about low-hanging fruit. In my humble opinion, low-hanging fruit, that's not game-breaking. It, it feels like these are more quality-of-life issues. It feels like these small little tweaks here and there, like respawn timers, okay, that's an easy fix. In patch 1.0.3, that seems pretty early in the third or fourth week of existence. I feel like this game is a lot better off than most games are in their week fours. And someone's going to have to prove me otherwise, because I'm not seeing it. I can read the hate and vitriol on Reddit, and, and all the social medias, I can read all that. I just, it's kind of irrelevant to me. It's insignificant to me. Because we were able to make it work. And Amazon is now providing us an opportunity for you to make it work if you are still struggling. Are there still opportunities? Yes. But I, 
I don't think another game development team or individual would be able to do this better. They might have good idea fairies. They might have these these grandiose, well, this is an easy fix had they done X, Y, Z. Yeah, armchair quarterbacking. Monday morning quarterbacking, right? This is so much bigger than a simple misclick of a button, right? So I just want to go on record one last time saying that we support what is currently going on at Amazon Game Studios, but we also support you as the listener. We recognize and we will champion for both sides. I think you've heard that from last week's shows, both of our shows, and this show, and more than likely the Saturday live show that's going to be happening you know, later this week with the Lore Seekers. You're going to be hearing it too. You're going to hear both sides. But we like to, we like to twist it with a little bit of optimism. A little bit of love, a little bit of silver lining in that cloud. <laughs> At that same token, we would love to hear from you. So if you would like to reach us, you can do so via email at loreseekerscast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at forward slash loreseekerscast, Instagram forward slash loreseekerscast, and on our YouTube. Just search anything New World Lore or Lore Seekers Cast. And you're going to find our pretty little logo ready for you to click on. There's a lot of new content that is up and ready to roll. Last but not least, if you would like to join our Discord community, you can do so at loreseekerscast.com. Go to the very top banner, click on company, click on apply, go through those processes, and you can be a member of our Discord community and then there will be opportunities to join our in-game company again north american west to lalan to lapalan you can join us there through that application process as well well friends i hope this conversation has found you well go live life and remember mission first people always skull family